The 14th of August, 2022. As many of us are well aware, two days ago on the 12th was a very important day in this country, Mother's Day in Thailand. And the Queen Mother turned 90 years old on this day. So she has spent her life uh, creating a lot of goodness in Thailand for the sake of the Thai people. And the people of this country have received a lot of kindness from her. She has put in a lot of effort and uh, gone through a lot of hardship, but never given up, never reduced her efforts. So any country that has a good king, a country will have glory to it. And the Buddha taught about the importance of the king and queen of a country. And so for Thailand, we've had the kings taking care of the country, performing their duties for the happiness and peace of the Thai people. So what this means for the monastic Sangha is that you get the opportunity to study the scriptures and also to practice as well, get well looked after. And so this gives us the opportunity and the time to practice and to meditate, getting the support from the kings and also the support from the faith of all the laity, those who have this conviction in generosity, and so help out the Sangha well. So as monks, what we should do then is to set our hearts on meditating. And because we are the leaders in terms of the practice, in terms of training our minds, and this is how we display the gratitude that we have towards the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, once the Buddha, who is the owner of the Buddha Sasana, and the Savaka Sangha, um, are those who have practiced following the teachings of the Buddha and known in line with those teachings. And they have extended the life and passed down this Sasana, and taking the Dhamma of the Buddha to tell and to teach. And for those who practice following those teachings, they will know the Dhamma, see the Dhamma, and attain to the Dhamma. So the kings of this country, they've helped to support the Buddha Sasana, and the Thai people live under their protection and have faith in Buddhism. So the monastic Sangha is able to survive, able to stay on in this country. So then we practice, we meditate, we study, and we do that sincerely. So those who study 
they uh, take care of and preserve uh, the teachings of the Buddha in the Pali language. And when they study, they do so sincerely. So for those in the practicing tradition, we should practice sincerely. That we look after the ways of practice of Venerable Ajahn Man and Ajahn Cha. And if we do that sincerely, then the fruits from that will arise. Because the Dhamma is something that is real. And if we don't really do it, then we won't be able to know and see it. But if we are sincere in our efforts in the practice and have mindfulness, then we can. So this mindfulness is something that is very important. And if we don't have mindfulness, then we won't be able to survive in this world. So recently there was a story of a man who was on a small raft and there was this very strong flash flood uh, that came down and the water in the river was uh, flowing extremely quickly. So there were ropes which were keeping that raft in place but those ropes snapped and the raft got swept along in the river There was also an electric cable uh, that was attached to the raft. It was a very dangerous situation. You may have got a shock uh, from the electricity. So as he was getting swept along, uh, he could see that there were many logs and debris in the water. So he knew that if he jumped off the raft, then that would be extremely dangerous. So he was mindfully of analyzing the situation. And then he realized that if he grabbed uh, one of the pieces of rope that was still attached to the raft uh, that had snapped, it was in the water, if he uh, kind of grabbed that out of the water, um, then he'd be able to use that. So he did so, and he was able to tie that rope to a tree that was on the bank And then he was able to get to the bank and survived and did so due to his mindfulness. So with mindfulness, we're able to live our lives, we're able to survive, able to escape from death. So this is mindfulness in terms of looking after our physical bodies. But if we're going to speak about mindfulness that looks after our minds, and this is that which allows our minds to survive sangsara. Or if we have to get born again, then there's no eighth life left. Therefore, we need to use our mindfulness well and to have that well established. Because if we aren't mindful, if we don't have samadhi, then we won't have wisdom. And in that case, all that will be arising will be delusion. So may all of us persist, put in our efforts, and make our efforts consistent. And when sila, samadhi, panya, 
as virtue, collectedness and wisdom gather together, then we will see the Dhamma. As for the laity, a very important quality is that of gratitude. Being aware of the goodness done to one and wishing to repay that goodness. So this gratitude is the foundation of all good qualities. That's and the sila dhamma is virtue. This is the dhamma which uh, the qualities depend upon for their arising. So for some people, they've had their mother and father look after them well, but deluded thoughts arise in their minds. They think that I didn't want to be born into this world. Um, And it was my parents that made me get born, so they have the obligation to look after me. But this is wrong view. This is thinking without wisdom. Because really the thing which makes us get born is not our parents, but it's the delusion in our hearts and which makes this mind um, come to a birth. So it's our own actions that do that, our own delusion. And then the mind comes into this body, which is a collection of elements, and takes that, attaches to that as being me and mine. But some people, however, they've got a lot of goodness to them. And so they see the goodness in their mothers and fathers who have given them this life. And the perfectly self-awakened Buddha was a very good example in this. And in the lives that he was born as a bodhisattva, he had gratitude. And so there was one time he was born into a royal family and uh, his father, uh, the king, would really listen to the advice of one of his ministers. And this minister would tell the king that uh, his mother, the bodhisattva's mother and the bodhisattva himself, uh, were no good. And so the king went then to punish or to harm both the bodhisattva and his mother. But he still had a lot of gratitude, this constant gratitude there, and wasn't angry, didn't have resentment towards his father. He could still see the goodness, the virtues of his parents. He still had gratitude towards his mother and father. And for most people, those who have many children, when their parents are old and the children don't really want to look after them, the eldest child wants the younger ones to look after them, and the younger ones want the elder ones to look after them. And sometimes uh, the parents have their wealth, um, which they give to their children equally. But sometimes, say, the mother and father, they've got a lot of love for their eldest child. 
and so go to stay with that eldest child, the eldest son. But their daughter-in-law, the son's wife, will ask, well, why don't the parents go stay with someone else? Why do they have to stay here? And say that they should go stay with this person, that person, and want them to kind of move about like that. And so they don't want to look after them, but they want their money, they want their possessions. And they think that if the mother and father use any money, then that's just a waste. And so sometimes this happens and when the parents are old, they want to... Uh, sorry, the... And then the, the wife, uh, she thinks that if my husband dies, then who will I stay with? So she thinks that she might go stay with her oldest son and they can live together. But when she says that to her son, then the son replies, well, I'm not ready yet to receive you, so it may be better to go stay with someone else. And that's all it takes, just those few words, and for the mother to feel a lot of pain in her heart. And she lies there crying all night, because she has this love for her children, and thinks that she wants to go stay with them. And she looks after her children, gives them everything. But in the end she thinks, well, if her husband dies, and well, who's she going to go stay with? and asks her child, but her child says, well, better to go stay with someone else. And gets this rejection from her children like this. So, therefore, what we depend upon, this very important quality, and it's the foundation for us, is that of gratitude, of knowing the goodness done to us and wishing to repay that. And Venerable Sariputta, the right-hand disciple of the Buddha, he was the foremost of the Buddha's disciples in this quality of gratitude. And there was one old Brahmin who wished to ordain. But before he ordained, he had once offered a spoonful of rice to Venerable Sariputta. And when later on he wished to ordain, there was no one who wanted to receive him or to be his teacher because he was very old already. But Venerable Sariputta could see the goodness in this Brahman. And so the Buddha, he asked the monks who will receive this Brahman as their disciple. And Venerable Sariputta, he recollected how he'd received this ladle of rice could see the goodness in this Brahman, and so uh, decided to receive him as his disciple. And it turned out that he was actually very easy to teach and to instruct, and later on became an arahant as well. So he could see the value in that one spoonful of rice, and that his life was able to stay on due to that food, due to the generosity of people like that. So, as children, we depend upon our 
mothers right from the time that we were in their wombs and on our fathers as well. And they take care of us. They give us everything. And so that we can survive, so that we can be at ease. So these, may we have these feelings of gratitude come up towards our parents then, towards these people who have taken such good care of us and looked after us, who have given us everything. It's like they are arahants in the house, or they're the Brahma gods of their children. And whenever we have this quality of gratitude, of uh, katanyu and katawedi, then there will be development and uh, prosperity there. So like in this kamatana tradition, this practice tradition, that we have great respect for our Kruba Ajahn and for our teachers. And so we follow their teachings, we follow the Vinaya out of respect uh, for the Buddha. And seeing the benefits of that, that's by following this, um, then we are cultivating this quality of sila. We try to be generous, to develop sila, to meditate, to practice, and so that we may see the Dhamma. And we do so uh, to repay the goodness of the laity who have offered us the requisites. And if we see the Dhamma, then we will be able to uh, fully repay the goodness of our mothers and fathers. But if we still have a self, if there's still a me there, then there's still my mother and my father. If there's no self there, then we've seen the Dhamma. So may we really set kind of our hearts on this practice, recollecting the goodness of those who have given us this life. And to repay that goodness, we set our hearts on training our minds, on bringing up a lot of mindfulness. This Dhamma of mindfulness and this Dhamma of wisdom. And through that, we can develop our hearts to the highest level. So we're able to escape from birth and death. And the number of lives that we have left becomes less and less. So may you set your hearts on this. <laughs> 